everyone. Good morning. This is Chris Lenton, Latin America editor for NGI. It's Wednesday, February 3rd. Today, we're very lucky on the Hub & Flow podcast to have David Rosales, an energy consultant who has vast experience in Mexico at the energy industry, as well as at Pemex and at the regulator CRE. David, welcome. Hi, Christopher. How are you? Good morning. It's, it's great to be here. Thank you. Okay, great. Why don't we start by talking about the PRODESEN, which is the plan that the energy ministry has just released, and it's a sort of 15-year plan looking ahead. The, center, the, the energy ministry is supposed to release this every year, but this is the first time it's released it in about a year and a half. I've, I went through it. There doesn't seem to be anything terribly new in there, but I suppose from a, a natural gas perspective, the priority does seem to be on, on natural gas in terms of new power infrastructure. David, give me your... Your, your take on this this long-term plan that was just released? Well, the PRODESEN is a document that is supposed to be giving us the broad perspective from the ministry about how they seem that the future of the energy electrical infrastructure in particular would be developing for the following years. The only parts that are mandatory according to the to the Mexican law that are restricted to the government would be planning, but specifically thinking about uh, transmission and distribution, because unless something changes, and we'll talk about that later, generation is not reserved to the country, to the state, sorry. So this document should be a very good way in which the uh, ministry would recognize the private entities and the market uh, ideas on how the demand would be for the following years using its own research and um, information on, uh, on uh, demographic statistics, plus the development, uh, economic development of the country. And that would uh, give us an idea of how the transmission lines would grow in the future. However, what we are seeing is, uh, once again, uh, an emphasis on the generation that uh, CFE, the Mexican uh, national monopoly, or wants to be again that, is trying to develop for the following years. And yes, we are seeing lots of uh, focus on natural uh, gas plants. From a broader perspective, we would have uh, wanted or preferred to have a broader approach, not necessarily of saying plans that will be developed by the by CFE, but also ideas on auctions for clean energy or other ways of doing business in Mexico. That would have been preferable, but what we are seeing is not that. We are looking at an old, uh, based on old-fashioned uh, document that would describe an instruction how things should be done for the following years and which plan CFE would be doing mostly from natural gas. Mm -hmm. Okay. One of the things that you mentioned beforehand was this, this idea of, of how the Mexican government would like to see the uh, energy sector sort of take shape almost simultaneously with the release of this, of this longer-term uh, you know, sort of outlook for, for the sector, the president introduced a bill uh, seeking to, to change or modify the electrical power segment, uh, essentially giving CFE priority in, in power dispatch along with, with some other recommendations. Give me your take on that bill. I saw that the Consejo Coordinador Empresial 
uh, in Mexico called it a indirect appropriation or expropriation. What what's your take on it? Well, basically, it's a reform that, uh, from the technical perspective, it uh, would be the first discussed bill for the following legislative process. It's uh, preferente. Uh, the president has the opportunity to send one bill per term for six months with this capacity, with this quality, and this is it for for this uh, following for this first semester in 2021. Therefore, it would be discussed quickly. And what it uh, brings to the table, even though it was signed by the president, we all think that it's uh, not his. Uh, bill per se, it was developed by CFE in particular. It changes the economical dispatch for electricity to a dispatch which would, uh, in which CFE would prevail, would go first. That's a major change. It violates it's, uh, the Mexican constitution, several foreign uh, trade agreements, including the new NAFTA and the trade uh, with the Pacific and with the European countries. And therefore, we expect that it should be and will be challenged by several entities. Its impacts, uh, the reason why it's called expropriatory is because it modifies the business, the rules that you have when you get uh, into investing in Mexico. And therefore, the business model that you uh, play, the, that you thought would, you would be playing with, it's no longer there. So therefore, uh, since in uh, the laws all over around the world says that uh, no law can, could be changed in order to be negative to any particular entity or person, this should and will be challenged. And I would like to go a little bit further, trying to quickly say why we think this uh, bill was made. And it's because it's a short-term life-saving boat to CFE. It thinks maybe that, uh, or or it uh, makes us think that maybe with this, CFE would have more money in the short term. It's uh, quite clear that last year CFE lost lots of money. It would be evident as soon as we see the financial statements of the company that uh, there are several financial problems coming to it. And then maybe with uh, more dispatch, this this, uh, company, this uh, productive state enterprise would be able to have more income for a very, very short term. I don't think it would be good for the company, not only in the long term, but in the medium term. And I don't think it would be good for the natural gas market whatsoever, because even if this would create some, maybe a a project or two, it would destroy incentives for several other hundred projects that should have come to place if the natural gas uh, plus electric uh, markets were open. And not only for electricity, but also for industrial projects that would uh, have been able to take advantage of being interconnected with the most efficient and cheapest uh, natural gas on the planet coming from uh, the U.S. That's very interesting. I, I wanted to get into that next. How does let, Let's say you're a, a producer of natural gas in the United States. 
how, how might this change in, in regulation impact your exports? And also, how might it impact an independent marketer in natural gas within Mexico? Even with, uh, without COVID, the country still has, uh, Mexico has potential for in, uh, an increased consumption of natural gas. Mm. First, obviously, for better natural gas combined cycle plants, new projects that would be able to play into this market with uh, the incentives of being competitive and also to play in the market not only of uh, generation but also in potencia. The power that you bring to the table also gives you just its capacity, uh, gives you some revenue. And that's uh, a very important uh, sub-market in the Mexican market. It's basically as important as the clean energy certificates are for clean energy projects. So first, we expect that it would be less interesting for, for new players to play this uh, Mexican electrical market with new combined cycle plants. And the only available option would be to bid in a project created by CFE to develop new plants. It's not necessarily good. Even if maybe this would create bias or skew towards uh, more natural gas and clean energy projects, I think it would be only an illusion and not necessarily we would be getting more opportunities. So if you are a producer of natural gas in the U.S., I think that you would, on the long term, get fewer demand of your projects or uh, instead of a liquid market with a good price construction, you will only get specific big bids in which the usual players would be going first. Second of all, since the... Industrial projects won't be developing as big as as they were, especially because CFE is not releasing some of its capacity on the pipelines, which would have been better to develop the Mexican natural gas market. You would you won't be getting the expectation of uh, of new contracts with smaller participants. And it's not um, uh, very interesting to to make deals with small trading companies in Mexico that would be able to perform commercial duties or nation processes to find new uh, natural gas consumers in Mexico. It's just too difficult. Okay. And and yet at the same time, CFE has come out at you know in numerous sort of online conferences and forums saying that they want to release uh, capacity on on their pipelines do you do you see that happening or do you think that this is all sort of moving towards a a consolidation of that capacity perhaps it could be happening but only for short term projects that are already built and now not happening for 20 years or plus uh, projects cfe has capacity but doesn't want to release it for good, only for short-term projects. So it's not really happening. It may be happening that CFE would be needing more money in the short term, trying to um, uh, prevail this Ponzi scheme or this bubble that I think it's uh, going on with CFE, trying to make it look like it would uh, have a better financial constitution than what it actually does. And then maybe there would be some 
some contracts or, or some releases, but I'm quite skeptical about this unless something major changes. Okay, well, let's talk briefly about uh, you know something major changing. There is a midterm election coming up. Yeah. In June, do you do you think if the Morena doesn't sort of have a overwhelming victory uh, in all the, the the numerous elections that take place that we might see a sort of loosening or a retraction from some of these more severe moves in the in the electric segment? I'm not a political analyst, but I also love it. So I'll try to do my best, Chris. <laughs> I think that the reason why we have this bill going on right now is basically because there are some intuition or some analysis from the government that says that maybe they won't be able to have this massive majority for the following three years that will have allowed them to change the constitution as well. So they are trying to set this as a fast all in this term, trying to avoid that problem. Um, so... If, if Morena doesn't win this entity for the following uh, three years, this uh, capacity of being have a majority, they won't be able to change the constitution and therefore they are trying to do it now. They can't change the constitution now. They don't have two thirds of the Congress, but they do have simple majority there and then they would be able to change the laws. However, these won't allow them to change the constitution. So overall, what uh, we are seeing is that maybe it's not enough to overcome the constitutional and foreign trained uh, challenges that they would be facing. And some of these issues would be defined on the uh, judicial uh, processes. But de facto, we would be uh, continue to see CFE blocking the interests and participants and boards of many companies all over the world as just saying to their developers and their originators, it's just not worth it to go to Mexico broadly. Let's focus only on bilateral contracts with CFE because they might prevail in the long term, low risk and uh, not very interesting contracts, vanilla contracts just with uh, Mexican entities. And I think that would be hindering overall the development, not only of the electrical and energy market, but also of the country on the whole. Okay. Well, not a, not a, not a very optimistic outlook. And yet the law does remain on the side of private sector participants. Would you agree with this statement that, you know, despite every, everything that's happening, uh, natural gas remains an important and a growing sort of important part of the Mexican energy sector? And given the fact that, you know, Pemex simply is, uh, their production is stagnating or going down in natural gas, that the United States will, will become even more important to the energy sector in terms of natural gas for Mexico, despite all the changes that are occurring, the sort of anti-competitive changes that are occurring in Mexico? Yes, absolutely. In the, in the short term, the main reason why natural gas imports to Mexico coming from the USA would grow is basically, as you are saying, the stagnation of Pemex production and also it's, uh, it would uh, remain declining for the following years. So in order just to keep up with the consumption that we are having in the country, our imports should uh, keep rising, even with COVID. We are seeing that we, we are still importing more and more gas every day. Some projects that were already developed or under construction before the beginning of this administration and some growing uh, interest of some entities uh, are there and therefore we would be getting more gas from the U.S. 
And on the same time, I think there's a, uh, something that we should be thinking, and it's that in a year or two, this is obviously long. These are obviously long-term markets. In a year or two, the discussion would be of who would be trying to be the next president for the following term. And this would bring us the discussion of uh, the most likely candidates from the from Morena want to uh, have a country to live. I'm uh, really thinking this from a positive perspective. It would be quite clear for them, all of them have a better communication with um, the industrial sectors, that it's uh, that they need to review the policies regarding energy and therefore in order to keep growing they would have to go back to identify a better way to develop the industrial sector in the country and natural gas will play a major role as it's all at least always has okay excellent david let's let's leave it there thank you so much for your time and for our listeners if you're working in mexico or you're interested in investing in mexico please uh, get in touch with david he's one of the best and smartest guys on uh, the subject that there is 